This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. Hi, it's Vanessa from the Fighting Stigma Show on Free FM. Are you a Waikato local? Do you have an idea for a radio show? Do you want to try your hand at being a content creator on Free FM? If so, check out our website on freefm.org.nz or find Free FM on Facebook and get in touch. Hello, kia ora koutou and welcome along to the New Zealand Charity Podcast, the show that helps you to make better contributions to the charitable organisation you serve. I'm your host, Thomas Nabs, and today we've got the pleasure of once again being joined by David Galbraith. David, how are you today? You are too much. Too much, Thomas. Same um, as you were last episode five yeah, minutes yeah, ago. I'm, just, I'm th- thoroughly enjoying <laughs> spending time with you. And, and uh, you know, as I've said many times, that every time we have an interaction or a coffee or a catch-up, I come away with, it uh, feels like 300 times what you might get when, from coming to catch up with me. It's just so good. Oh, no, no, you're making me feel good. It's actually the other way around. Uh, so, um, look, let's hook into, let's pick up where we left off yesterday. Cool. And firstly, I want to launch into what did the or does the business mentor bring to your organisation? At Good Collective and at Waterboy and Taku Wairua, we often think, look, we have to think like a business here, mm. otherwise we're mm. just not going to survive. And, mm. and you've done, perhaps, I don't know whether you realised it or not, but by creating a book, you've made your organisation an asset mm. which can be sold for, mm. for revenue generation at every organisation needs revenue generation, whether mm. you're a charity or not, whether mm. you're just wanting to do the good stuff or not. Yep. You can only get by on, on so much goodwill and, and sweat. You do need mm. a little bit of revenue generation mm. there somewhat. So what some of the lessons and, and teachings that that business mentor you're talking about, what did he or she bring? I think the key thing that that Dean brought for us was understanding the importance of slowing down to speed up. You know, like the the heart the heart of the foundation is 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 so passionate that mm. it, it wanted to do um, everything. It, just, it wanted to do everything. We want like our underlying vision statement is people helping people helping people. And the whole idea was that we, we, we were embarking on creating a mentoring army that would span from Cape Bridianga to, to Bluff. Yep. And 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 we were just going at it a hundred miles an hour mm. and really having the business framework come through Dean was essentially asking us and asking us to slow down to get a high level of clarity and that that for me is something that if we hadn't had him I think we may have got there but I think we would have spiraled out of control pretty quickly and been lost and probably not exist anymore Mm. just because in the end without that slowing down clarifying the roles of the board responsibilities sourcing some outside training to come in and talk us through child protection just some of the some of the layers that need to be in place for that and then some of the risks and responsibilities of the trustees and the board and just getting really clear on those things yeah initially it actually scared the hell out of me once i realized what what were the ramifications were of actually having a charitable trust and what that meant for me for the for the board and for us as especially us collectively with what we were embarking on because we weren't embarking on just generating money from the, the book to then be distributed to people who are applying for, for, for support, we were actually thinking about generating a mentor army where we would have men- layers of mentorship and mentoree training, uh, mentor training, mentoree training, and, and then that meant that 
And I remember from talking with Dean about that and then getting the right legal advice around that, that that meant we were automatically responsible for the work by the mentors in that yep. relationship space. Yep. And the child protection nightmare. Totally. And, and <laughs> I remember that board meeting really, really clearly. It was, again, in that moment, it was it reinforced for me and I was very pleased about it because it was a moment where I went, that's why we've got the people in the room that we've got in the room. Because yes. if I had, hadn't had that, you know, I, I, I hope that we would have still been okay given given what we were trying to embark on. But it was very sobering meeting that day that when we realised that was actually a, a critical reality for us to have in front of mind with what we then go on and operate from. Yes. And had we not had Dean, and I think the way Dean, Dean was beautiful in the way that he works because he's, he's actually quite a quiet man. And so he's, some people find when they meet him, they think, well, this guy, is he really into it? Yeah. But he's... He thinks deeply, he understands business very well, and he's been in it for maybe 30-plus years. And so he's learned so much through experience in some big firms that, you know, for me now is why we're still around. Okay. Um, and then yeah. we're, and we're, not, we're not big, but we, we, could, we could grow from mm-hmm. our base that we've got set up. But if we hadn't had him, I don't think, you know, I don't think we'd be there. And we've done some episodes on, we've had Jane Searle, who oh, I know yes, you know, um, yes. with, with child matters mm, and, and mm. child protection, so, so hugely important. And I'm glad mm. that that was one of the first mm. things that Dean brought to your awareness. Absolutely. And you've also got some health and safety obligations when mentors and mm. they're out doing their thing, which mm. which you're facilitating and, and it falls back on you. And then mm. obviously trustee liability and, mm. and things around insurances and will Getting getting insurance mm. cover for that liability. Mm. So, uh, whilst everyone goes out there, and it's it's a shame that this I'll call it red tape has to be in place, but it is a necessary mm. evil, and it's mm. it's put in place because of a lot of the stuff that you would have experienced in the youth justice mm. system mm. And, and dealing with the, those kids, and, and we've got to be out there to protect those people. So, look, it's a shame that that has to exist, but it does have to exist, mm. and unfortunately, the liability falls back on a lot of the charities mm. who. Uh, going out there just to make the world a better place. Mm. Now, we're not saying don't go out there and, and make the world a better place. We're just saying do it the right way. Engage yeah. some of the right people and, and engage those people who have got who are experts in that field. Mm. And, and it's just as simple as that. Mm. And once you get those people on your team, you'll actually be more enriched mm. to make better contributions, not only to the charitable organisation that you're serving via this purpose, but for any other business as well, because it's also really applicable stuff for for-profit businesses. Mm. Another thing that's really applicable to for-profit businesses and charitable trusts, let's talk about team culture. Mm. Now, mm. you are the best person that I've ever heard talk about this stuff, and, and there's, I'm sure, a lot more to it than we can cover on a 15-minute podcast. And, and this is really applicable for teams of, I suppose, two people or more, perhaps even for just mm. one-person mm. bands. Mm. But talk to us about some of the, the biggest things that you talk to organisations about and around shaping their team culture. I'll, I'll talk to it from the work we did in the Pathway One Foundation around that space as well as teams, and it helps see how they cross over as the same thing. Because I love that, I'm really lucky because the, the board's made up of people that I personally love. Mm. So there's a family feel straight away. And yet, even if they weren't people that I had known as well as I had for the time I had, I would still make sure that I respect the process that needs to occur to feel like that in the end. Yeah. And so we had a number of dinners, a number of catch ups, 
A, because we love to catch up anyway, so that was, it was easy, but I would still do that. Those conversations was a melding together of who we were as individuals and then collectively about Pathway One. Now that work in itself, for a lot of people, I think they're very quick to get to their values or they're very quick to get to a mission statement or they're very quick to get a, 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 a vision that feels like inspires them and, and, and binds them. And yet that process itself, ironically, I've seen a lot of people misunderstand it as being a tick box process that we get that done, we get it onto a letterhead and we yes. get underway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and sadly, those misconceptions can really kick you in the butt later on down the track when things start to get tricky and difficult because it's so fine. many organisations mm. get misled and think that's just the eerie mm. fairy stuff that sits on the wall. But mm. if really mm. people aren't brought in, I was talking only today mm. about to about an organisation and they were, they were saying, what's gone wrong with mm. XYZ organisation? Mm. I said, honestly, they just don't have their mm. their core values mm. and their mission yes. and, and everything. So yes. I totally agree with you. Yeah. And again, with the people that were I mentioned before that were part of that process, because they were so experienced either in international sport or in coaching international sport and then business, they understand that those things are never really tested until adversity strikes. Yes. Or the irony is if you haven't got it sort of when adversity strikes it potentially that's where things end mm-hmm. and it can end so incredibly sadly and potential be lost because of that and so for me that we we understood that and then we all because we understood it we we really committed to making sure that we were very clear about those steps and, I, and I'm really quite proud about what we what we generated from those conversations over dinner and repeatedly visiting it and then letting it sit for a while and then coming back to it so for me, even in a team environment, any business environment, uh, what we mentioned before about what Dean brought around slowing down to speed up, that, that is a concept too and building the foundation to what's going to evolve within that space is fundamental. Mm. And really until you've got that sorted, you haven't, I don't believe you've got a way to bring and bind people together because no one's had an opportunity to share their story. And so if individual identities facilitated to come forward into a space where we can find a connection with people through shared connections because we all have shared connections through humanity if we understand the importance of that and take time to do that then the the alignment to what then comes as our why is very strong because we have an alignment through the who and who we are then becomes not who I am becomes who we are and, and I, I remember the social psychologist they had a lovely way of talking about it which is we need to take care of the me and then we can take care of the we and so if we've got a, a solid me coming into the room to have a conversation with a number of me's, then from that we get a really strong we. Mm. And then he talked about it with a French accent, so it's you have a we. Moui. Yeah, and then that for me is a fundamental place to start. And so for anyone thinking about what they're embarking on, unless they can sit quietly and, and get out of their rational brain and and soften and drop into their soul, plexus, which I spell S-O-U-L-A-R. Yes, because it's in there they'll feel they've got it it's not an intellectual exercise Mm. they can sit quietly and if they're facilitating that process they feel it's right yeah and now we're away Mm. but if it's still an intellectual process that they aren't sure about and they're sort of caught up a little bit in that they're not there yet Mm. and so that would be the marker for me for being people listening is you know you're you know you've done that work and you're ready to move on when you find a peacefulness in your solar plexus that says yeah we are one and you feel that and you can walk into any sort of I can walk into a business or people you know people who understand the space can walk into the, the kitchen of any organization and you can feel that whether it's sorted or not 
Yes. So that would be the, that would be my recommendation of that space is that we paid a lot of attention to that. We took our time to do that and I'm really quite proud of the framework that's set up underneath that which is people helping people helping people. Yeah. And then that resonated with us so powerfully. We had a brand that came off that or a logo that came off that which was essentially a triangle which was represented the, the pyramids as being the strongest for us geometrical figure in the world. And at the top you've got people in the figure holding each other's hands lifting each other up to the top and the, the top person is a different colour to identify that we all hold and pull and share at the same time so I think you do that so well just as a person as well and you helping all of these people through the likes of your podcast and through the the, the talks that you do and through Unleashing Greatness mm. and then those people I know myself through Taku Wairu and through The Waterboy I'm often sat there having conversations about what I've heard on Talking Performance mm. now, they don't know where I'm uh, getting this stuff from so they're like cool. how do you know this and I'm like oh you know <laughs> uh, and it's literally just people helping people helping yeah, people yeah, exactly. and, and that's exactly. That is a, a another reflection, I think, around how the charitable organisation that you run and serve should be in really, really strong alignment with you as an individual. Mm. And we've had so many people, mm. to, we've had Lily McManus say, basically, that was her message around, we had her talking about being an ambassador. So she was a bachelor, she's a TV personality. Mm. And, and she she is an ambassador with the New Zealand Foundation of the Deaf and Hard of Hearing. Mm. And because of the lines with her so much, she's yeah. lived and experienced that. Yeah. And, and one thing that you, you want to be doing if you're part of an organisation or if you founded the organisation, mm. that really has to be a, a yes. reflection of you as a person. And if it's not, as David would say, you're living in the bullshit world. And yeah. so yeah. that... I love that, that. Yeah. Look, let's wrap it up there for today. But if you have any questions, comments or feedback about the show or if you have any topics you want us to discuss on future shows, be sure to send us an email at info at thewaterboy.co.nz subject line New Zealand Charity. If you wish to contact The Good Collective to support your charity or to sign on your business to be a service provider for charities, you can email info at thegoodcollective.org.nz. If you're listening to this show via a podcast platform, please be sure to rate, review and subscribe to the show and share it with your friends so that we can help more Kiwis to better support the charitable organisations they are passionate about. Thank you to our guest today, David Galbraith. Thank you to FreeFM for their support of the show, to Penny Boyce and Maya Armistead for editing and credit Shapeshifter for the tunes. Thank you for listening to the New Zealand Charity Podcast. I'm your host, Thomas Nabs, and we'll be back again tomorrow with more tips, tricks, hacks, and learnings to help you accelerate your impact and create an even stronger New Zealand. For more episodes, use the accessmedia.nz app for iOS and Android devices, or subscribe to this podcast via Spotify, iHeartRadio, or Apple Podcasts. This free FM podcast was brought to you with support from New Zealand On Air.